0: WBUR Podcasts, Boston.
1: Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Summer is in full swing here at Circle Round as we gear up for two exciting live shows at Tanglewood in Lenox, Massachusetts on August 8th and August 13th. You can learn more about our live events on our website, slash circle round. This week, we're bringing back a listener favorite an episode that inspired our third picture book, The Great Ball Game. You can find all four of our Circle Round picture books, The Great Ball Game, The Tale of the Unwelcome Guest, A Taste of Honey, and The Lion's Whisker at WBUR.org slash Circle Round. Here's a fun fact. Did you know there are nearly 8 billion people in the world? And get this, if you were to say hello to all of them, One person at a time, it would take you more than 200 years. But the cool thing is, even with so many people on Earth, no two of us are the same. We're all different. And in today's story, different is the name of the game. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called The Great Ball Game. Versions of this tale come from the Cherokee, Creek, Ojibwe, and Menominee people of North America. Some really great folks came together to bring you our telling of this story, including William Jackson Harper, who stars in NBC's hit comedy series The Good Place, opposite Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. So, circle around, everyone, for the great ball game. Once upon a time, there was a big quarrel between the animals who roamed the earth and the birds who flew in the sky. The two sides were arguing about who was better. The birds, led by long-legged, long-necked crane, would say something like this.
2: You silly animals. Look at us birds. Our wings allow us to soar and swoop up to the clouds. Clearly, we are 100% superior to you awkward, earthbound beasts.
1: Then the animals, led by burly, bulky bear, would say something like this.
0: Hey, not so fast. We awkward earthbound beasts can run, swim, and slither. Plus, we have teeth. Obviously, we are far more exceptional than you flighty bird brains.
1: The bickering went on and on. Then, one day, the two sides actually found something they agreed on. A way to end the squabbling once and for all.
2: We will hold a ball game.
1: Yes. And
0: whoever scores the first goal, his or her team, wins
1: the the debate? debate. So, early one morning, all the creatures faced off on a spacious, grassy field, flanked by two goals. On one side of the field were the birds. There was crane, of course, along with hawk and eagle, owl and duck, turkey and crow, Raven and Sparrow, plus all the other birds who soared and swooped through the air. On the other side of the field were the animals. Led by bear, there was deer and fox, rabbit and skunk, turtle and frog, lizard and snake, plus all the other animals who ran, swam, and slithered on the earth. But just as the game was about to begin, an unfamiliar voice pierced the air. Hey, guys, what about me? Everyone turned to see who was talking. Halfway between the two teams, smack dab in the middle of the field, stood a tiny creature nobody had ever seen before. The pint-sized fellow was no larger than a field mouse or a chickadee. But he didn't seem to be an animal or a bird. Because you see, although he was furry, with huge brown oval ears, he also had wings. But his wings weren't covered with feathers. They were covered with skin. The tiny critter's name was, any guesses? That's right, Bat.
3: So, guys, which side should I be on?
1: Bear scratched his shaggy head.
3: Well, little one, clearly
0: you have wings, so you can't be on our side.
1: Crane blinked her beady orange eyes. But look at him. He has
2: fur and teeth, so he certainly can't be on our side.
1: Once again, the birds and animals actually agreed on something. Neither side wanted Bat to join its team. But Bat refused to give up.
3: Look, I'll tell you what. What if I give you three good reasons why you should pick me to join your side?
1: Bear and Crane narrowed their eyes.
3: Three reasons. Okay. All right. Reason number one. My hearing. My ears can pick up just about anything. In fact, Bear, right now, I can hear the sound of honey dripping off your right front
1: paw. Bear blushed.
3: Oh, uh, I guess I missed that from breakfast. As for reason number two, my wings. Hey, Crane, tell me, how fast can you fly?
1: crane fluffed her glossy white feathers
2: on a good day i can fly 35 miles an hour
1: not bad
3: on a good day i can clock in at nearly 100 miles an hour not only that but reason number three i can eat bugs like nobody's business especially at night that's when i really shine at dinner time alone I can gobble up more than a thousand pesky mosquitoes.
1: Bat paused. He took a deep breath. So,
3: I ask you all again, which side should I be on?
1: Bat's hopeful eyes darted from one end of the field to the other. Now that both teams knew more about what he could offer, surely they'd change their minds and beg him to join. Right? We'll find out whether Bat is on the ball after a quick break. I'm Rebecca Shear. Welcome back to Circle Round. Today, our story is called The Great Ball Game. When we left off, the animals and birds were about to go head to head in a ball game. Whoever scored the first goal would win the long running argument about who was better the birds or the animals. As the two teams squared off on the field, who should show up but Bat? With his furry body and stretchy wings, the little fellow wanted to know which team he should join. After all, he had so much to offer. Excellent hearing, amazing flying skills, not to mention how many bugs he could devour in a single night. He figured both the animals and birds would beg him to be their teammate. But that's not what happened. Instead, the team leaders, Bear and Crane, exchanged an uneasy look.
0: I don't know what to say, Bat. You're just not like us animals.
2: And you're not like us birds, either.
0: You're different.
1: You don't belong. Bat frowned. Then he tucked in his wings and hung his fuzzy brown head. All right. I get it. Enjoy your game. And with that, Bat slumped off the field and disappeared into the forest. Moments later, the game began. Right from the start, both teams played hard. On the animals' side, the first one to get a hold of the ball was deer. Aha! Got it! But as the graceful creature loped down the field toward the bird's goal, she got distracted.
2: Oh, ow! Ow! Ye-
1: you see, something had swooped down and started flipping and flapping all around her head. Raven! Get away, bird! Go! Gah! Frustrated. Deer hurled the ball toward Fox. Hi-ya! But before Fox had a chance to catch it, Hawk zoomed over and stole it. Wah, 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 wah,
2: wah.
1: Hawk passed the ball to Eagle, who began to dive toward the animal's goal.
2: Make way!
1: Eagle coming through! But as Eagle glided downward, who should hop up and tear the ball from the bird's talons but Rabbit? Ha-ha! This kind of thing went on all day. Just when it seemed like one team was about to score, the other side would make a surprise move and intercept the ball. Before long, the sun was setting and both the animals and birds were exhausted. Baron Crane called for a timeout. They huddled together in the dimming light.
0: Hey, Crane, what do you say we take a break and start the game again tomorrow? You and your birds seem awfully tuckered out.
2: Tuckered out? Not at all. Though, I was about to say you and your animals look utterly drained.
0: Who? Us? No. We're spry as ever. In fact, we could keep playing all night if we had to.
2: As could we.
0: Then maybe we should.
2: Maybe we should.
1: Well, that settled it. The animals and birds kept playing. Or trying to play, anyway. Once the sun sank below the horizon and it got dark, most of the creatures couldn't see a thing. Animals like bear and skunk had excellent night vision, as did birds like owl, but everyone else stumbled this way and that. To make matters worse, as the inky sky drained of light, the warm air filled with bugs, mosquitoes mostly. The pesky insects weren't playing on either team but they drove both sides bonkers as they buzzed, hummed, and bit. Despite the growing chaos, Bear managed to seize the ball and lumber toward the bird's goal. It seemed like he might actually score and win the game for the animals. But then... The biggest mosquito you ever did see landed right on Bear's nose and bit down. Hard Ow! Ow! That hurt! As Bear grabbed his nose, the ball went flying from his paws. It sailed up, 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 past the animals, past the birds. It whizzed up over the treetops and disappeared. The two teams fell silent. Without a ball, how could they play the game? And without playing the game, how could they decide once and for all which side was better? Nobody knew what to do. Everyone just stared at the treetops. Then, all at once, they gasped. (gasps) (gasps) Because suddenly, something appeared in the sky above them. It was a tiny creature, darting this way and that before hovering right above everyone's heads. The creature was furry, with wings, and no larger than a field mouse or a chickadee. Clutched tightly in its little claws... Was the ball. Hey, guys. Looking for something? Bear and Crane were stunned. Bat, How did you find that ball?
2: And so quickly.
1: It's dark.
2: It's muddy.
0: Not even my team of animals Uh, could.
2: Not even my team of
1: birds could. As Bear and Crane struggled for words, Bat shook his head.
3: Guys, it's like I told you. I had three good reasons why you should pick me to join your side. My ears are so excellent, I could hear exactly where the ball landed. My flying's so good, I could pick up that ball and bring it back in no time.
1: Bear scratched his itchy nose.
0: And the bugs?
1: Bat smiled, stuck out his long pink tongue, then zipped around the field. Before the animals and birds knew it, every single mosquito was
3: gone. It's like I said, I can devour bugs like nobody's
1: business especially at night. Bat licked his lips, then lowered himself down to the grass.
3: So, bear, crane, you're right. I am different. But you know what? So are all of you.
1: Bat extended a stretchy wing toward the birds.
3: Crane, just look at the differences among your team alone. Owl over there flies and hunts at night. Turkey waddles and gobbles during the day. And Hummingbird is so tiny, she's smaller than me.
2: You do have a point.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. And Bear? Bat gestured toward the animals. Take a look at your team. Frog rivets and hops. Snake slithers and hisses. And Turtle spends most of her time inside her shell. That's true, isn't it? Guys, we're all different. And different can be good different can be great if we were all the same think what a boring world this would be
1: the animals and birds all looked at Bat. then they all looked at each other then they closed their eyes together they tried picturing a place where everybody was the same where everyone just had fur or scales or feathers Where everyone just walked or swam or flew. Where everyone made the same sounds, ate the same foods, did the same things. And, thanks to furry flying bat, both the animals and birds found yet another thing they agreed upon. Nobody wanted to live in a world like that. Now it's your turn. What's one thing that makes you different and proud? Maybe you don't devour bugs like Bat does, but perhaps you know more than one language or have an extra special collection of seashells. Maybe you're learning how to play the bagpipes. Whatever it is, find someone you have fun with, a grown-up or friend, and tell them all about it. Then ask them to talk about something that makes them different and proud of it. This week's story, The Great Ball Game, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear, and edited by Circle Round's executive producer, Jessica Alpert. Eric Shimalonis creates our original music and sound design. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina's made a black and white picture for every Circle Round story, and you can color them in. Visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on Coloring Pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, L. Borders, James Konachek, Maisie Scarpa, and William Jackson Harper. William Jackson Harper stars in NBC's hit comedy series The Good Place, opposite Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. He'll appear opposite John Krasinski in the second season of Amazon's Jack Ryan, and is working on a new film co-starring Anne Hathaway, Tim Robbins, and Bill Pullman. So stay tuned. This week's featured instrument was the Hammond organ. You can learn more about this electric organ on our website. Again, that's WBUR.org slash Circle Round. And if you haven't yet subscribed to Circle Round, find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please write us a review. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. i'm rebecca Shear. thanks for circling around with us now that you've made it to the end of this circle round episode we want to know what's your favorite circle round story thousands of fans just like you have been telling us about the circle round stories they like best take a listen maybe one of their favorites is one of yours too Hello, I'm Jacob from Shanghai, China, China.
4: My favorite circle round story is the three-legged parts. My favorite part is when the three-legged part like cutting clacks out of the door and runs home with goods for the poor but nice family. My favorite circle round was The Fast Feast because I liked the part when when he did a cock butler and then he learned his lesson. My name is Cora and I live in Rhode Island and my favorite circle Round story is share and share alike. And my favorite part is when rabbit tricks bear into hitting the bottoms and the tops so she gets the yummy vegetables. Hi, my name is John Michael, and I live in Fort Pierce, Florida. My favorite circle round store is a coconut Day. My favorite part is when she gets a golden coconut. My name is Ryder, and I live in Snoqualmie, Washington. My favorite circle-round story is the tug-of-war because I like once the turtle is playing a trick on them, but they don't know that she actually is. My fist I live in Dallas, Texas, and my favorite circle-round
1: story is all of them because I like all the parts. Did someone mention a story you've missed? Not to worry. grown-ups. you can find all of our Circle Round stories, plus links to the Circle Round Club, picture books, coloring pages, and oh so much more on our website, wbur.org slash circle round.